before we get into today's episode, we want to know the 2021 NFL season starts next week. Yes, you heard me correctly. Next week. And if you love fantasy football, now is your time to not only draft your team, but to stay up to date on everything you need to know. Which players to take, which player to avoid, sleepers. You'll get all of that information and so much more on the ESPN Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, hosted by fantasy experts Matthew Berry, Fields Yates, Stephanie Bell, Mike Clay, and Daniel Dopp. They'll provide daily strategy, previews, and injury reports to make sure you're ready to go this fantasy football season. Find Fantasy Football Focus Football wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if there's a game, someone's betting on it, stream season two of Better Days, the Mike Greenberg-hosted series that brings the true stories of unforgettable gambling adventures to life. All episodes are streaming now only on ESPN+. Welcome to a new episode of DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. Ryan Clark cannot join us this week as he is dealing with family issues due to Hurricane Ida. Um, the hurricane blasted in Louisiana this weekend. A lot of his loved ones were affected. They've all had to evacuate their hometown um, in Baton Rouge. But to all the people that have dealt with Hurricane Ida, my home state, um, we are praying for you guys. We know that you're tough. We know that you're durable. Ryan, family first always. So you are in the right place, my friend. To all my family and friends that are down in Louisiana, um, keep your head up. I know that it's tough right now, but we have seen time and time again, as you have done with Hurricane Katrina and so many other things that have really set us aback, you will get through this. I got a cousin named Dwayne that lives in New Orleans. His whole entire house was destroyed by Hurricane Ida, but he's got a positive outlook, right? He said, all of my material things are gone, but I'm still here. I think that is the definition of people from the great state of Louisiana. We are fighters. You know, they always talk about being from the swamp. It's not just a cool saying. The people that are down there are used to dealing and lifting themselves up from the ground and battling back. And I notice exactly what the people in Louisiana will do when dealing with something as vicious as Hurricane Ida was. Ryan, we're thinking about you, my friend, you and your family. Uh, good luck. Stay safe. And I cannot wait until you guys get back to your beautiful home back in Baton Rouge. But I am by myself today, and I've got a show to provide for you guys. We asked you guys about fan questions on my Twitter the other day. The response was overwhelming. So we are going to get that over the course of the show. I'm going to answer some of your questions. But not only am I going to answer the fan questions, I'm going to be joined by my good friend Luke Rockhold as he talks about his fight with Sean Strickland and his future in the middleweight division in the UFC. But let's get to our first question, and guess who's joining me today? Corporate Jake! His voice makes his debut on DC and RC. So, Corporate Jake, let me get the first one, baby. All right, this comes from Robbie Poirier 10 Hashtag AskDC, what are your thoughts on Max Holloway? My thoughts... On the great Max Holloway, because guys, I love Max Holloway, but Max Holloway was tripping last weekend because when we did our draft, top five must-sees, I must say that I may have misunderstood the rules a little bit, but that's Corporate Jake's fault. 
Corporate Jake wasn't very thorough in what he was looking for. So I said, pay-per-view sales in what means must see, right? Because people show up for Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar, George St. Pierre, Habib, and Ryan. Seeing the pay-per-view sales show that. Ryan goes, Chuck Liddell, people show up. Nate Diaz, people show up. I headlined a ton of cars, people show up. Anderson Silva, John Jones. We were kind of misinformed. So we started going with people. When they can fill the arena, you must want to see them. Max Holloway is absolutely must-see. So because of the rules, I didn't understand. But then Max becomes petty. This is one of my friends. Max becomes petty, and he starts to send out videos. Let's roll the clip of this first video. This is Max Holloway going to his Instagram right there and unfollowing me. Boy, I had Max Holloway on The Ultimate Fighter. But what does he do? He unfollows his boy, but then he takes it another level. Max Holloway doesn't stop there by just blocking me. Max Holloway then goes and declines my phone call as I try to reach out. I'm just, hey, hey, Max, you can't even spell my name right. We're supposed to be friends for years. Where's the R in Cormier, Max Holloway? And he declines my phone call. But that's not enough, right? Then he goes and he follows Ryan Clark. He goes and follows Ryan. As he unfollows me, he goes and follows Ryan. But the reality is this. Ryan didn't even put him on the list either. So why is Ryan getting a pass? Whereas I'm not. He goes, he retweets quotes and follows Ryan Clark. So last week was actually a good week for my boy Clark because he got a follow from Max Holloway, but not only did he get a follow from Max Holloway, he got a shout out from the UFC Hall of Famer, Chuck Liddell. I mean, Ryan Clark was just getting blessed all over social media last week. He said now he can retire from DC and RC, right? Because Chuck Liddell gives him the retweet. Ryan Clark got blessed and baptized last weekend. And welcome into the Mixed Martial Arts community. So you know what? I started thinking. Max Holloway, my guy. I can make lists. And I'm going to make lists. How can I not have Max Holloway? So let me give this guy some love. I'm going to go with my top five Max in sports. At number five, we're going to go Max McGee, the former Pro Football Hall of Famer. The guy played punter and wide receiver. Max McGee had seven catches and two touchdowns in Super Bowl number one. At number four, how about the former heavyweight champion of the world, Max Bear? Max Bear was a phenomenal fighter, dominated the heavyweight division back in the 30s. Then we go to number three. How about the German heavyweight champ, Max Schmeling? You remember Max Schmeling? He fought Joe Lewis twice. You remember all the hate and the tension between those matchups. I mean, this is what boxing was about. And then, what about my man Max Unger, Super Bowl champion for the Seattle Seahawks? But more importantly than Max Unger winning a Super Bowl championship with the Seahawks, he retired in the black and gold of the New Orleans Saints. So Max Unger's always good with me. And that number one has to... Nope, it's Mad Max himself. Mad Max, Max Scherzer, eight-time All-Star, won three Cy Youngs, has two no-hitters, and has won a World Series. So when I started thinking of my top five Maxes in sports, I still couldn't get Max Holloway into that list. So you know what I did? I said, let's take it a step further. Let's make another list, Max. Let's make another list, Bless. Let's go top five Hawaiian fighters. There's no way there could be five guys in front of Max Holloway. So at honorable mention, 
Let's start with my boy Cabbage. Wesley Cabbage Correa, right? He's number five. But then we are number at honorable mention. But then we go to number five, and it's my strike for his brethren with the long, beautiful hair, nice boxing style. My man KJ Nunes. At number four, hey, you want to talk about Hawaiian pride? You want to talk about toughness? Let's go Yancey Medeiros. I mean, we've all experienced and loved watching Yancey fight over the course of his UFC career. At number three, how about a guy that's on the run right now? Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares has really been doing his thing in the middleweight division. So we're getting to number three, and I still haven't found a place to put Max Holloway in. I'm sorry, Max. I love you, my brother. Number two, let's go with six foot seven of Hawaiian Superman, Travis Brown. I mean, Browsy Acres, he's marrying Ronda Rousey. They're having a kid. I mean, Travis Brown is an absolute winner in life. So sorry, Max. We're at number two, and I still can't get you in, my friend. And at number one, I mean, <laughs> look, look I was licking the blood off your fingers, punching yourself in the face, the Hawaiian legend that is BJ Pendergast in the Hall of Fame. So I went to Max's in sports, and I couldn't get my brother Holloway in. And then I go to the top five Hawaiian fighters, and people are going, hey, this is a great list. Sorry, Max. You can't take offense whenever we're just speaking facts. I love you, Max Holloway. But it's hard for me to get you on these lists, but you are must-see, right? People do walk People do walk into the arena to watch Max Holloway, and if I understood the rules, he would have made this list. So as I get through my list, I wonder. Let's get another fan question from my friend Corporate Jake. Corporate Jake, I imagine this one's about Max Holloway too, isn't it? Correct. Ad Zalen 212 says, do you see Max Holloway being the featherweight champ again? You know, it's all fun and games, Zane. It's all fun and games between Max and I, right? Max is petty. I can be petty. Look at my list. I mean, we are adults, but we act like children. That is why we have such a strong bond. But the reality is this, Zane. I do see Max Holloway as a champion again. Because after watching black shorts, long hair, 700-punch throwing, 500-punch landing Max Holloway on Fight Island, I can't really see how many people can compete with this guy. He is truly a special talent. He's got phenomenal cardio. His boxing, let's not forget that Max Holloway trains on Zoom now and doesn't spar. So long shorts, long hair, black shorts, long hair, Zoom training in no sparring Max Holloway is truly uh, a King Kong of the world today. But there are many guys lining up to fight him. And we saw one of them last week, and that's Giga Chikadze, right? Giga Chikadze called for Max Holloway. He said he wants to challenge the former champion. He wants a chance to prove himself against a guy like Max Holloway. So that leads me to question, is this the fight? Is that the right thing for Giga Chikadze? Giga showed in that fight against Edson Barbosa that he is truly a next-level striker. You don't do that to Edson. You don't go at Edson in the way that Giga did. You don't finish Edson Barbosa with strikes in the way that Giga did. But then when I look at him and I look at Max Holloway, I still question whether or not this is the fight. Because I have seen what Max Holloway has done to so many different people. And I know Giga is rolling now, but we can't forget there have been times where Giga's had split decision wins in the UFC where he struggled with guys that are not nearly Max Holloway. So when I'm looking at the matchmaking, I really don't like it. I think Chikadze needs more time. 
Don't put him in there with Max Holloway. We saw what Max Holloway did to Calvin Cater, a guy who was also on a massive streak, who looked like a future champion or a guy that would challenge for a title. Max just blasted through him. There have not been many people that have been able to solve the puzzle. That is Max Bless Holloway. So as much fun as we have at each other's expense, Max Holloway is the real deal. And if you're going to go out there and challenge him, you better hope that it's in a three-round fight, not five rounds, because it continues to build. And you better hope that it's a fight that you have to have because it's the only way for you to get to a championship. Max Holloway is very impressive, and he's very dangerous for anyone in that division. Um, Let's get to our first ad read of the week, right? We got more than, we got four this week. So first one, let me ask you this question. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you watch the sports highlights on your phone, you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means and no need to buy another device ever again. And you know what the best part is? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, it's not a DC and RC without our good friends at Modelo. Modelo would never leave us stranded. And you know what makes Modelo special? It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. And you wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Guys, Modelo was an underdog. It came from humble beginnings. And it never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager, which set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo, brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. I mean, hey, we getting paid. We out here getting paid. Now, we spent the first portion of the show on Max Holloway because, you know, we have But corporate Jake. Give me another one. All right, this comes from Black Chai Fry Bai. I may have butchered that. I apologize. DC, do you think T-Wood <laughs> deserves a rematch against Jake Paul? You know what? I, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a rematch. I'm sorry, right? I, I thought it was fun for what it was. It was fun for what it was. And honestly, I love Tyron. But I thought that Tyron had the best case scenario there, right? He was in phenomenal shape. He fought a good fight, close competitive fight. But I don't think I need to see it again, right? I need to see these types of fights one time. I don't need to see him two and three times. Tyron did a lot of good things inside of that boxing ring, but so did Jake Paul. Neither of these guys looked like they were outmanned and outmatched. But when you talk about a rematch, when you talk about doing it another time, a lot of times it comes from the confusion. If I'm being honest, when we were going into round number seven, I sent out a tweet that said, we're in round seven and Jake Paul's winning a decision over Tyron Woodley. Remember, I'm watching this fight with my Tyron Woodley glasses on. I want him to win. I'm rooting for him. 
So I'm hoping that he's much closer. But I was having a difficult time to score rounds for Tyron Woodley because of lack of activity. So when I heard that one judge actually scored the fight for T-Wood, I was very confused. I mean, we're talking about Phil Rogers here. He gave Tyron rounds that were close, but there were rounds where T-Wood threw five and six strikes. you got to be more active if you want to win a fight, especially when you got a guy in front of you, Jake Paul, who looked fatigued, who looked afraid, and who looked like he was really outside of his realm. He did not seem comfortable in those later rounds. But the one thing that the kid showed was that he relied on some toughness. He relied on durability, and he relied on the fighter spirit to carry him. Because if Tyron would have just put his foot on the pedal a little bit, it looked like Jake Paul was looking for the door. But as I said on my tweet last weekend, if a guy's out there ready to quit, you got to show him that door. He's not going to... He's not going to voluntarily walk out. You got to show him, and T. Wooden didn't do that. So great for what it was in the moment. Love that Tyron made a ton of money. His song with OT Genesis is fantastic. I, I love Let's Go Big. I thought Tyron and them knocked it out the park. The whole scene was fantastic. But I don't need to see it again, Jake. I don't need to see it, guys. I don't need to watch him fight again. It was good for what it was, but that's enough. T-Wood needs to move on, figure something out. And Jake Paul needs to fight a real fighter. He needs to fight a real boxer because right now he's fighting amateur fighters. So don't need to see him go again. Jake, let me have another one. All right, speaking of real fighters, Thomas Yaden asked, after seeing Anderson Silva put on an absolute clinic against Julio Chavez Jr., how confident are you he can beat Jake or Logan Paul in a box? You know what? Guys, look at me right now. Put the camera on me. Put the camera on me right now. Put it on DC. Anderson Silva beats Jake Paul. Anderson Silva beats Logan Paul. Anderson Silva beats all those guys. Because you know why? Anderson Silva is a real boxer. Anderson Silva showed that he can not only box, he can box against high-level competition. When I was watching the Spider in that boxing match, I was amazed at his composure at his, his physical shape for the age, at his ability to put punches together, his ability to go at Chavez in all the right spots. Anderson deserved to win that fight. There was no issues with the scoring. Anderson beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I mean, I got a friend that's from Gilroy that goes, the dad fought better than the son. I go, it doesn't matter. I go, because Anderson got the job done and showed that if you're going to go into someone else's realm, and if Anderson Silva fought Jake Paul, Logan Paul, or anyone else that is a low-level fighter, Anderson beats him. I am certain of it. Watching him in there tells me why he was so sure way back in 2009 and 10 that he could compete with Roy Jones Jr. Because he knows that he has that ability and he has that composure to carry him inside of a box ring. I'm not saying he'd have beat Roy. I'm not saying he would have beat Roy back in the day. I'm saying that he was confident he could compete with him. And we saw why, because at 45, we saw Anderson Silva beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Let me get another one. Love this. I love this. It's fantastic. Kyle Dominguez asks, Connor is smaller and doesn't hit as hard as Tyron Woodley. Can't believe I'm going to ask this. Can Jake Paul actually beat Connor McGregor? You, you know what's crazy about this question is that weight classes exist for a reason. And that's why 
I would not want to watch Conor McGregor fight Jake Paul in the boxing match. He's too small. If Floyd Mayweather could not knock out Logan Paul, right? Floyd could knock out Logan Paul. How in the world do we expect Conor to be able to go up that heavy and knock out Jake Paul? Jake Paul's a big guy. Tyron weighed 189, and Jake still towered over him. He's a big kid, right? He's not a small guy. So when you go out there and fight him, you can't fight him as a 55-pounder. I always say, when you look at these guys and their weights, you ask yourself, when could Jake Paul ever weigh 155 pounds? He can't. can't. We saw Conor do that in January. We saw Conor do that again in July. So weight classes exist for a reason. And I would not want to see McGregor go all the way up to 190 pounds to try and fight Jake Paul. Because guess what? On fight night, Jake Paul's 205 to 10. And McGregor would be exactly what he weighed on the scale. And speaking of Conor McGregor, right? He's back at it with his boy Nate Diaz, right? For years, these guys have been going back and forth, chipping and chirping. And it seems as though this rivalry is starting to reintroduce itself to mixed martial arts and become a true possibility because now Connor goes at 30 pounds of muscle on me and say ding ding in the Dublin accent he's saying that he was small here when he fought Nate Diaz but then Nate Diaz goes bruh you can't walk or fight right now why are you talking beep we can talk later he's telling him to shush but Connor McGregor isn't one to keep his mouth shut so he goes why can't Come through and see, you little skinny fool. You'll be smacked up and rolled up, you bum. California is mine. Now, you know that hits Nate Diaz differently, right? Because Nate Diaz is a proud Californian. Nate Diaz represents Stockton. Nate Diaz is honestly everything you would expect from a guy from Cali, right? He wears the Raiders hat. He got his dog. He is California. So for McGregor to try to hit him there, he's really trying to hit him at the roots. It's like Nate Diaz throwing on a nice suit, walking around the pubs of Dublin, Ireland, and saying that Ireland is mine, right? So Connor's trying to hit him in a different way. Ultimately, these guys got to fight, right? They have to fight. It's been so long since fight number two. Fight number one, you saw Diaz with the great rear naked choke submission when nobody, and I'm telling you nobody, thought that he could beat Conor McGregor. Goes out there and he does his thing. Fight two, you saw Conor rely on the toughness have to dig deep in round four and five to beat Nate Diaz when Nate seemed to have all the momentum. Round four, Nate won that round. It looked like it was going downhill for McGregor. I remember sitting right next to his family, and they were... Round five, McGregor pulls himself off of the stool, goes out and wins the fifth round, which ultimately won him the fight. You ask Nate Diaz, Nate still doesn't believe that Conor won that fight. But these are two of the best talkers. These guys have the great story. They have the rivalry. These two need to fight. It's time for Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz to get back into the octagon and fight for a third time. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of DC and RC. Catch part two tomorrow where I continue to answer your questions and I get a visit by my good friend, Luke Rockhold.